Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. Hey, as you know, we talk about it a lot. Not if, but when the world kicks your butt. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and kick your butt back up. And that's the whole essence of the Kickin' Life podcast, to help you live your best kickin' life. So buckle up. Here we go. Kicking lifers out there, how are we doing? Hope you're having a fantastic day. Master Grogan coming at you again with another exciting Kicking Life podcast. Baby, listen up. We have got an excellent show again today. Of course, I'm a little biased. I think every show is excellent. But if I didn't, I wouldn't feel good about putting it out there for you to listen to. Why? Because time, baby. Time is the most sacred commodity on the planet. It's the most sacred thing there is. You know, it's the old saying. You can always make more money, but you can't make more time. And the fact that you're giving me a piece of your time, essentially a piece of your life, I'm going to give you everything I've got to make it worth your while, to make it worth the time that you spent, the time that you sacrificed, because I want this time to be valuable so you can use the, the knowledge, the message, the wisdom, the content from this podcast to help you live your best kick in life. And for our new listeners out there, what is a kick in life? A kick in life goes beyond just a good life, beyond just a great life. Beyond just an awesome life, it's a kicking life, baby. You're kicking life's butt in every, every, every area. Yeah. Because why? Because life's a butt kicker. Life kicks our butt all the time. So it's not time we kick kick some butt back. <laughs> kick some butt back. Kick life's butt to live that best kick in life. Because every day is not sunshine and rainbows. I get that. I don't live in that world. That's why I deliver the right hook of reality. The world's a mean, nasty, ugly place that'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. Yeah. That's coming from a buddy Rocky, right? Yeah, yeah, but we're here to remind you how special, how great, that you're a gift from God, baby. How wonderful and special you are. You've got a special gift to live that special life that you've been given. All right, well, sitting right next to me, I got my best buddy Austin in the house again. Austin, how are we doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing even better now that you opened up with a Rocky quote. Off to a good start here. That's always a good way to start it, buddy. It's the best way. That should be the way we start every single day, right? Yes. I'm going to tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> you know, I usually close out all the speeches with that line and get them all going. I think I started uh, uh, a couple times I've started the speeches with those to get them all riled up. The only bad thing is the, the young kids, kindergartners and first and second graders, don't know what the heck I'm talking about. But the middle school and high school kids do, and people in business is, uh, you know, old enough, they usually do. They see your excitement, and they get excited. They see you jumping around screaming. They, they match your energy. <laughs> what, is, what is this guy saying? I don't know, but he's jumping around like a maniac. It's just awesome. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, um, Austin, this is episode number 122. That's 100 and double deuce <laughs> for those keeping yeah. score at home. Unbelievable. Well, folks, as always, thank you so very much. If you have not checked out our previous episodes, Get on it, man. Some good ones. Matter of fact, uh, one of our most popular ones was episode, uh, uh, it was a couple back, 120, I think, and we talked about the black belt principles, and holy cow. And just a quick rundown of those black belt principles is a tease. You know, go back after you listen to this show, listen to that one. Our black belt principles are, I'm going to let Austin tell you. Humility, courtesy, bravery, honor, integrity, discipline, respect, and perseverance. Yeah, baby. That's, that's what they are. And actually, on the podcast there, I threw in an extra one, kind of a tie-in between them. Threw in honesty. This is a way to tie in a few of the, um, well, it kind of ties them all in together. 
but uh, the the core eight, if you will, <laughs> are are uh, what do we are? I said it again: humility, courtesy, bravery, honor, honor integrity, integrity discipline, discipline, respect, and perseverance. perseverance. There you go. And I usually break those down in three chunks. The first three are the mindset ones: uh, humility, courtesy, and bravery. The next are the core four: honor, integrity, discipline, and respect. And the last one's all by itself. It stands alone. That's perseverance because we need that perseverance to overcome the challenges that life throws at us every single day to get back up, to battle through, to never give up. Perseverance is the foundation at the bottom, keeping the rest of the Black Belt principles awesome. Uh, he is, he's incredible. You're incredible, buddy. Good stuff. Well, thank you. Well, so thank you. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, when we put those Black Belt principles together, I know I shared with you the, uh, the first two, humility and perseverance, those were the bookends. I knew those were the ones that are going to hold everything in. It was a matter of putting all the others kind of uh, in the right order that I felt was, was comfortable, and then also having the core substance of those. Because, man, we had, I mean, you, you think about all the uh, core philosophies and principles and values and everything we talk about at the academy, but to narrow that down to just eight, eight mm-hmm. to wrap it all in together. And, and how many times did, uh, did we change the black belt principles when we're going through that process? I mean, I, mean, I don't oh, know I there's don't a know. number. But I know every time I did, you and the other instructors are like, what is Master Grogan doing now? Why do you keep changing stuff? They said that, didn't That is you? correct. We <laughs> mentally said that. We didn't tell you. <laughs> I could see it in your eyes. <laughs> but why do I keep changing things? Because I got nothing better to do? Evolve or dissolve. Oh, man, you're awesome. Evolve or dissolve. Where'd you ever get that from? <laughs> I think everybody can take a wild guess. <laughs> they know where it's at. Well, guess what? I borrowed that from somebody else, too. I don't know who it was along the line there. They may have said it differently, but uh, I like to put my little spin on it, right? Of course. Because we believe in the Bruce Lee philosophy. You take in everything from everyone. You disregard what's useless or not useful for you. You add your own special flavor to it, and then, baby, you make it uniquely your own. Yeah. Because we've all got a creative gift. We've all got a gift from God, and it's about borrowing, standing on the shoulders of giants, you know, people that have been before of us. Before of us, before of us, standing on the books that people have written. That's how you find out. You follow and surround yourself with people that, you know, have the knowledge you don't have, have the wisdom you don't have. You borrow that. You add your own flavor. You add your own unique gift. And that's what every successful person in the world's done. That's what every successful uh, entrepreneur, creative genius has done. You borrow, you borrow, you add your own, you disregard what doesn't work for you, and you, you make something special. What do you think about that? You've never heard that before, have you? Maybe once or twice. I think it's great. Austin's awesome. All right, folks. Well, hey, what we're talking about today, today's show is attributes of, or attributes and qualities, I should probably say, of a great leader or a great instructor or a great mentor or a great teacher, anybody that's in kind of an authoritative position or even a great parent. Whoa. Yeah, because think about it. Is a parent a leader? They are the biggest leaders in this world. <laughs> they are. Because kids often, well, not oftentimes, kids, good majority of the time, are going to emulate everything the parents do and say. Oh, yeah. The parents, we don't even realize it, but uh, we're, we're not only planting seeds, we're painting a canvas. You know, when a kid is born, they're a blank canvas, baby. It's a white, a fresh fallen snow, if you will, or just a blank white canvas. And we paint on that canvas. And a lot of times we paint things that we don't even realize we're painting. And then we had to go through and kind of, oh, let's, let's turn the page. Get, get rid of that. I, I, I don't know. It's kind of like the old, uh, uh, I told this not too long ago. Ladies driving along in traffic, 
And uh, she's mumbling under her breath, this and that, this and that. And the next thing, no, she has to slam on her brakes because somebody pulls out in front of her. And she's just about to light them up. But before she gets the words out of her mouth, her three-year-old daughter in the back seat starts ripping this person apart. You stupid idiot. You moron. What's wrong with you? Oh, my God. You nearly killed us. And the lady mouth just falls to the floor, turns around and looks at her daughter like, where in the world did you hear that from? But as she turns back around, she looks in the rearview mirror. And who does she see in the rearview mirror? A reflection of herself. 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 Now, I know I've been guilty of saying those things. And then the kids spurt that crap off, and you're like, uh, where'd you learn that from? <laughs> I like that. That was a good one. You never heard that before? No, I haven't. But think about uh, Ralphie in the Chris- in Christmas story when he uh, uh, slips up and <laughs> drops the F bomb there. He says, oh, fudge. But I didn't say fudge. <laughs> I know everybody's seen the Christmas story. So his mom wants to know where he heard that word from. And in his mind, he's saying, oh, well, obviously, my father, since I was born, cusses like a sailor. He said every word that known to man, but Ralphie blames somebody else. So anyway, that's kind of funny there. But yeah, that's uh, attributes and qualities of a great leader, teacher, instructor, mentor, or parent. So also, let's go down the list here. And this is uh, actually, I got this, and just like anything else, take in the knowledge and then add our little special twist to it. This is from our good friends at uh, ProMac Professional Martial Arts Community with Hanshi. Dave Kovar, great personal friend, great mentor, and I tell you, and he had mentioned he just picked this stuff up in his 50 years in the martial arts. So we'll start with some of the most important attributes of outstanding, and this says instructors, but once again, it could be leaders, teachers, mentors, or parents. And the first one is knowledge. Knowledge. You think um, a, a good teacher, leader, parent needs to have a little bit of knowledge, Austin? If you don't know it, you can't teach it. Oh, my gosh, that is fantastic. Good stuff, good stuff. And I know, actually, before I go on the list, I know you added something of your own to it. You want to share that with the listeners? I did. I, I added um, heart and, and caring about whoever you're, you're teaching. So if you're trying to be a leader and you don't have the, the heart and you don't care about whoever you're teaching, one, they're going to catch on to it. Most of the time, people can see through baloney and, like, look in your eyes and be able to, oh, like, he doesn't care. Um, but a lot of times, you look in the eyes, you can see the person's soul, and you can see their big heart. Um, but anyway, if you really care about each student or, or your kids, I hope, and or whoever, you know, obviously, that's going to make it so much better. They're going to listen more. You're actually going to take the time out of your day to really give them everything that you possibly can to make them their best. And and that's what we always do at the academy, and you got to have that heart. Got to have the heart, lead with the heart, and give it all you got because with the heart. kids, um, are they able to pick up on, I don't know, like you said, baloney when somebody's snowing them? I mean, at first they may may not get it, but they're, kids are more receptive than I think most people give them credit for, aren't they? I definitely think so. Yep, and it's coming from a kid, an 18-year-old kid, but a kid mm-hmm. nevertheless. But a kid that talks to parents and helps parents become they're very, very best, and that's why people come to us at the academy. That's why we do this podcast. That's why I'm writing a book. That's why I give the speeches, the video blogs, and that's why the, the, the instructors at the academy are just a branch of all that. And collectively, we're making society, as I always say, a happier and healthier and safer place to live. There you go. There we go. And that's kind of our mission, our purpose, and our goal to do that. But yeah, you've got to have a caring heart. And some folks out there say, yeah, every time I have a caring heart, Somebody fillets that heart and treats me like dirt. They disrespect me. Does that ever happen? Of course. It does. It absolutely does. And 
you know, it, 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 I've had it happen. Matter of fact, I've had a couple times this week. I've given my heart to a few people, and they've just sliced it and diced it like Julian Fries. That's an old saying. You probably don't even know that one. I do not. <laughs> but anyway, um, but does that mean I'm going to quit giving my heart? No. Unfortunately, you know, when I was brought up, my dad, and I, I love him to death. He was brought up in a much different era, much different time, and he served honorably in Vietnam and obviously has a lot of mental scars left from that experience. His thing was, look, you don't trust anybody. You don't have to ever worry about getting hurt. Well, I wanted to live a little bit different life than that. Yeah, I put my heart out there, and I get hurt from time to time. But gosh darn it, I also know the impact I'm having on millions and millions of people to help them be their very, very best. And occasionally I get my heart ripped out. Well, I guess that's part of the process. But I try and focus on the people that we're helping as opposed to the people that don't want our help. And honestly, you hear me, and that's a battle I fight all the time is caring and worrying too much about people mm-hmm. that don't care and worry enough about themselves. And I feel, man, if nobody does, but it gets back to the old serenity prayer, right? God, please grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and then this is where I struggle the most, the wisdom to know the difference, to know the difference. Because unfortunately, there's some people we cannot change. So instead, of, and I'm still going to give them, if they want the help, all the help to try and help them become their very, very best. But I got to also realize time is a sacred commodity. We only got so much time. And if I spend all my time trying to help somebody that doesn't want the help, then I'm neglecting the millions of people that do want the help, right? Right. And you're much better than I am, and your mom is incredible at it. She just lets it go. I'm like, gosh darn, but what could I have done differently? And she slaps me around and says, look, some people, it's just who they are. You can't do anything differently. And then she'll remind me with a right hook reality. What's that serenity prayer again? <laughs> yeah, she does that to me a lot, Austin. She abuses me, man. Your mom does. Is that abuse? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Austin doesn't know. No, she's actually helping me from abusing myself. Because the book I'm writing about the bully, right? I am bullyproof. It's all about defeating that bully within. And if we're abusing ourselves, we're bullying ourselves, right? And who, who's the biggest bully we'll ever face in life? Yourself. Yourself. Really? Yes, yes, yourself. You're exactly right. That's in the book, folks. All right, moving on. <laughs> knowledge. And uh, <laughs> it, we got a little definition here. It says, knowledge um, in the area of instruction is a must. An instructor must be informative. However, no matter how informative the material is, the class is only as good as the instructor's attitude on that given day. This brings us to the second quality, which is, what is it, Austin? Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. And as you can tell, folks, we are not very enthusiastic here. We go along, kind of the many faces of Eeyore. Eeyore. Those, anybody? Bueller? Bueller? No one, no one knows who Eeyore is? Winnie the Pooh. I got it. It is Winnie the Pooh. Good stuff, buddy. So, enthusiasm. And Austin, would you say enthusiasm is a big part of, I don't know, empowering people? (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. If, I mean, if you're not, if people, like I said, people can see through it. So if you're not enthusiastic, if you're monotone, I'm sure everybody has, has had a monotone, um, some kind of teacher or, or whatever the case may be. If you're not empowered, you can't empower anybody else. That's the bottom line. And they can see if you're not empowered, if you're not excited and, and ready to share your empowerment with everybody else. So. Absolutely. And, and Austin brought it up a great point. We've all had a teacher or a professor or even a boss that is just so monotone and just so you know, that lacking in any any amount of enthusiasm. It's just like, oh, uh. I mean, the, uh, we 
thinking about a professor, I'm sure you've had teachers at school that you're like, why are you even doing this? I mean, you're, you're sucking the life out of it. Like history, when I was in school, I, I just despised history because, I don't know, I didn't connect with the teacher. Now, it's kind of, I don't want to say it was one of my favorite things, but holy smokes, I love, I don't watch a lot of TV, but the History Channel, that's awesome, learning yeah. from history. Because if we don't learn from history, we were destined to what? Repeat it. Oh, yeah. There you go. So, enthusiasm. So, enthusiasm is a must. Enthusiasm is not taught, it's caught. I like that. Ooh. Yeah. If you're not feeling enthusiastic, there's an old term, fake it till you make it. Well. Come back a different day. Come back a different day. <laughs> what do we do when we walk into the academy? Because we, we have our baggage sometimes. We have our days we don't feel the best. We have the biggest tree right outside the front door that you guys could ever imagine. It's called the stress tree. If you have any stress, yeah, walk in, as you walk in, take a big deep breath, inhale, exhale, and hang all that baggage on that stress tree. And when you walk out, I guarantee that stress will no longer be there. And that is the truth. Every, I mean, sometimes I walk in nervous or, or whatever the case may be, had, maybe had a bad day or, or whatever. Um, and I, I go to the academy and everybody's just so positive, upbeat, enthusiastic, and happy. And I, I, I just feel important and, and it's just awesome. I, I leave and a big smile is on my face and that stress is not there. And some days it's hard to go, just like to go anywhere. To get out of the house can be tough. We all have our anxieties, we all have our fears, and uh, it's a matter, we're all nervous. I mean, it's all a part of growth. But that's the atmosphere we have created at the academy, an atmosphere of higher learning, an atmosphere of energy, an atmosphere of enthusiasm, but an atmosphere that people are welcome and want to be at because you, we want people to feel better when they leave than when they got there, and that's that energy. Now, that's something, did that just happen overnight, or is that something we had to create? We, we had to create it. And and, well, I, I wasn't around for all the creativeness. You were there for a lot of it, buddy. You helped. Well, it's just like anything else. If you want a crop, first thing you got to do is plant the what? Seeds. Plant the seeds. And it takes time through culture and nurturing and cultivating in order to let those seeds grow. You think about the biggest oak tree in the world. Start off as just a little acorn, a little nut, right? Little bit. Small. Mustard seed. The smallest seed known to man. What does that thing grow into? Oh, my gosh bundles and bushels and bushels and bushels, but it doesn't happen overnight. You know, there's a tree in Asia. It's called the uh, uh, Asian bamboo. For five years, nothing happens. You plant that thing, you have to water it, water it, and water it, and water it, and nurture it, make sure it's got plenty of sunlight, but nothing happens. And then on the fifth year, that baby burst up 20, 30 foot in the air. So the question is, did nothing really happen for five years? Or was it growing its roots and its foundation for those five years? And after the five years, it couldn't be held back anymore. And it shot through the ground and shot up something beautiful. But if you would have given up on that second year or that third year or that fourth year or that fifth year, would it have grown? No. Well, the same thing with your dreams, with your goals, with what you want to become. It takes time. You plant the seed, but you got to continue on with that enthusiasm. And the time you're about ready to give up, is the time you need to push forward even more. Boom. Your analogies are so awesome. You like those, buddy? Yeah. Well, and, and uh, where did I get those from? You made them up in that big brain of yours. <laughs> Austin, I love you. That's not true. <laughs> I'm able to spin different things off. No, it, it, from reading, from listening. You know, heck, I've read, what, 
I got 350 books in my Audible account now. I can't, I can't count to 350. That's just what it tells me. And I've got, what, 300-something books on my bookshelf. But it all started with one. And that was the empowerment of what, 2012 when I first met uh, Hanshi Dave Kovar and so many other wonderful, wonderful people that were, they were outside-the-box thinkers. They were all about, hey, what books are you reading? And I'm like, uh, I, I haven't read a book in like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like an idiot. And I should have felt like an idiot. But now, getting all these things in and absorbing all this stuff, it makes me so excited because now I am sharing the knowledge they shared with me with so many others. It's good stuff, isn't it? It's the best. Awesome, awesome. And I found stories, and people connect with stories much, much better. That's what I learned oh, yeah. from Chris Widener, and that's why the book I'm writing is kind of, it's, uh, <laughs> it's presenting a, a bigger challenge than I thought because instead of me just telling, you know, like I could li- read down this list, you know, knowledge, enthusiasm, patience, boom, 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 and you may get some of it. But if we add in a story to it, people can connect and relate to that story and apply it to their own lives. Because like the teacher, you know, we've had teachers that are not very enthusiastic, you know, totally monotone. Everybody's had a boss or a teacher or a professor or even a parent like that, right? And without that enthusiasm, it doesn't drive us to be our very, very best. All right, we're moving on here. If we don't get moving on, we're never going to get all these in. Somebody's got a talking problem here. Sorry, everybody. What did my report card say, Austin? Richie talks too much. <laughs> Richie talks too much. Thank you, Mrs. Dittman, my second grade teacher, who, I, I, you know this, right? About, it was almost two years ago now. I gave a speech. I really didn't want to go do it because it was Sunday morning. I was going to miss church, and I'd given, I don't know, I, I think like eight speeches already that week. I didn't want to do it, but it was for a charity. So I said, hey, just donate my speaking fee to the charity, um, and then I'll come do it. It was for uh, a group of senior citizen ladies at this church. It was early in the morning. I went and did it, and that's when I, all these years, I've been trying to connect with my second grade teacher, Mrs. Dittman, and there she was there. I had no idea until afterwards. I started my speech off, so, all right, ladies, listen up. According to my second grade teacher, Richie talks too much, so prepare yourself. And I got a little chuckle in this and that. Well, afterwards, I thought I told you this story. Uh, listener, some of you heard it, some of you haven't, but you're about to hear it now. Anyway, afterwards, I go around, and there's 50, 60 uh, senior citizen ladies there, and I go, Hey, thanks for coming today. I, I, I hope it was what you were wanting, and uh, you know, I hope you have a blessed day. Did you have any questions or anything I didn't answer? Going around shaking all their hands, and I get the one lady, and she says, "What was your name again?" And I said, "Rich Grogan." She goes, "Richie Grogan." You know who I am? I said, "Ma'am, I'm sorry." She goes, "I'm Mrs. Dittman, your second grade teacher." And I said, "Oh!" I said, "Oh my gosh!" I said, "You were my favorite teacher." And of course, her friends say, "Yeah, I bet you say that to all the all the ladies." I said. Well, I do, but I'm, I'm telling the truth this time. <laughs> I said, oh, my gosh. I said, listen, I, 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 I say this at almost every speech I go to just to kind of as an icebreaker. And I said, she goes, did I really write that on your report card? I said, yes, you did. I said, and, but the thing that made you my favorite teacher is you wrote a, you came to one of my hockey games in second grade when I was seven years old, and you wrote me a card, which I still have, and it said, Richie, you're a great hockey player. Richie, you're going to do great things. It, it, that's, that was, I was seven years old. It's that hard, everybody. 41 years later, almost 42 years later. Unbelievable. So anyway, we're doing this. I'm getting goosebumps right now. She starts crying. I start crying. And the ladies around start crying. It was, yeah, it, 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 was, it was pretty heartfelt. And I, and I told her, I said, you know, when I became a teacher, I tried to find you. I didn't, like, stalk you or anything, but I tried to find you to say, hey, you know, thank you. And then 
this is crazy, kind of going way off script here, but uh, a month prior to that, we were trying to find our grade school PE teacher. And on Facebook, we put out a search for her and this and that. We couldn't find her. So I told Mrs. Dittman that, and her name was uh, Miss Dot Bailey. And she goes, oh, I just had lunch with her last week. I'm like, get out of here. So she connected with her. And a week later, I got a handwritten note from Mrs. Bailey. It's still in my office. Um, well, it was only a couple years ago. Handwritten note saying, I heard you ran into Mrs. Dittman. She told me what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. And it was unbelievable. So I had a lot of crying going on in those couple <laughs> weeks. Is that amazing? That's awesome. Yeah. Do you, you remember That's your second cool. grade teacher? Miss Friedel. Oh, good work, buddy. How about you folks out there? You remember your second grade teacher? If you do, that means they made a dramatic impact. If you don't, well, and it could be a dramatic impact on one or two ways. It could be like, oh, I remember her because I never want to be like that person. Or hopefully they had a profound impact in your life. They're enthusiastic and help you believe in yourself. Good stuff. Wow. I'm surprised. That's cool. Yeah. All right. We got to get going here. We're going to run out of time here. Folks, we may have to carry this over to two episodes. Attributes and qualities of a great leader, instructor, teacher, mentor, or parent. Number three is what? Patience. Patience. What's it say on the thing here? It says, patience is an instructor's best friend. Wow. Why, why is that? Well, everybody has their own struggles with everything. And um, some people have a little more struggles than others with certain techniques or, or whatever the case may be. Maybe. They're not understanding it or they're not, um, their hip isn't working the right way or, or whatever the case may be. There's a bunch of different scenarios, but you, you have to be patient. And once again, kids can see through. So they can see if you're getting annoyed and mad at them because they don't understand. And then what's that going to make them do? They're going to start freaking out and then they're really not going to understand it. So you have to be patient, enthusiastic, but calm at the same time, enthusiastic in a good way. Um, but but patient at the same time and really do your best. Give the give them your heart and do everything you can to work through that struggle with them patiently. Patiently. So there, there's kind of a, a yin and yang there, right? Um and yang balance. Yeah. And patience. Um, we, we, we say a term when we lock and cinch our belts. What is that term, Austin? Oos. And what is oos? Patience and perseverance. Ooh, two dualities, right? Two opposites. You got to be patient, realizing it's a journey, but you got to be perseverance and realizing that you got to push yourself in order to stay on that path and complete that journey, right? Yes, yeah. you do. And patience is huge, absolutely huge. And you said something about the hip. What the heck does that mean with the hip? Oh, I, well, that's that's more of uh, for martial art, but the the hip does everything. Everything that we do is is all the hip. So every technique, kick, arm punch, whatever, is all thrown from the hip everything um and why is that that's where you generate all your power from you source of the will is in the waist right yes in the hip action and that is kind of what makes us unique what we do in the martial arts different than others and and to whatever other styles they do whatever they want to do and that's totally fine but our whole goal is developing the life skills the character development but also the physical ability to excel at everything you do so regardless you know maybe coming to martial arts just to uh I don't know, maybe you're a professional athlete. And most professional athletes nowadays take a mar- some type of martial art to help improve their body control. Well, with the use of the hip, you may be a smaller person, but you learn how to use your hip. You're able to drive that baseball, that golf ball even further. You're able to use your hip, and you're a hockey player. Or you're able to get leverage and work it in the corners to skate faster and shoot harder. 
It's all about the source of the will is in the waist. Now you're learning how to punch and kick using the body, but you're learning how that's going to help you in every aspect of life. Powerful stuff, Austin. Give me some pound on that, brother. You're awesome. All right, what's the next one here? Moving on. Compassion. Oh, that kind of has to do with the heart. All right. Cool. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. You're, you're one that you added on top of that, and that's what I love. We got this list here, and we've talked about it and rehearsed it, but these, these thoughts stimulated a thought in Austin's mind on, you know, a heart and passion. we got to add a little bit of that in there, caring about the students. And that's what I'm talking about. You're taking the knowledge of others. You're adding your own flavor to it, baby. That's fantastic. So what is compassion? You must genuinely care for your students. Yeah. you got to care for them. And that kind of ties into everything else, right? If you don't care, do they know? Yes. And if you're just going through the motions, can they see that? Can you feel that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many, how many teachers or maybe uh, coaches have you had that you know, and everybody has a bad day, but you also know when you're just going through the motions, and if you feel it, you better believe that others are going to feel it too. And that, obviously, the compassion, these all tie in together. You got to have the knowledge. You got to be enthusiastic about it. You got to be patient, realizing it's going to take the kids and whoever you're mentoring or teaching time because that seed's got to nurture and grow. It doesn't just happen overnight. But then you also have to have compassion and understanding those things, that it is going to take time, but you have to continue leading with your heart. What's the next one, buddy? Understanding. You must view things from a student's viewpoint. Or a, a child's viewpoint. Or uh, you know, a student could be in any capacity, as a coach, as a teacher, mentor, leader, instructor, parent. Understanding's tough. Is it easy to understand everybody? Absolutely not. No, we're, we all think differently. We're all programmed with different thoughts and different ways of receiving knowledge and information. And I, I just actually, the video blog I released earlier, uh, was it Will? Oh, the teacher training, or Tuesday training tip. So folks, check that out. I do the video blogs. got like daily blogs. And uh, that one was listen to understand. Don't listen just to respond. And oftentimes, I know I'm very guilty of that, just listening can't wait for that other person to shut up. <laughs> That's how you can get you two cents. So I get my two cents in, baby. But listen to understand as opposed to listening just to respond. It's not easy. Matter of fact, that's probably the toughest. Well, not the toughest, but it's up there in the, oh, the top ten toughest battles I fight. <laughs> I don't know where it goes in there, but uh, I, I'm doing a better job. The more I keep reminding the listeners about it, and the more I keep telling the instructors about it, the more I keep talking about it in speeches, Hopefully, sooner or later, that seed's going to harvest in my own brain, and I'll take my own knowledge and our own advice, right? All right, so understanding. Things are, uh, you know, understand from a student's viewpoint. What's the next thing, buddy? Helpfulness. You must help your students through frustrating moments. Students ever get frustrated? Oh, yeah. That, that kind of has to do with the patience, too, um, and, and helpfulness. Uh, it, everyone gets upset or frustrated if you can't. Do this thing or your your body's not, well, there's so many different ways that you can mess up different techniques. Um, but, but, you know, you, you just get so frustrated. I get frustrated when I'm working on my new techniques and I, I just I can't get it and it, it just aggravates you. Um, but you just have to push through it with that perseverance and, and do your best and you can do it. It just seems like you can't when you're not. And what happens if, if everything was easy every single day? Would you ever grow? Would you ever learn? Would you ever become your best? Would you ever live your best kick in life? No, and life would be boring. Life would be boring. Everybody thinks, hey, if it was so much easier. Now, I'm not saying I enjoy some of the challenges that we go through at all, but I do know some of these, uh, these challenges, 
when you persevere, battle through, overcome those challenges, it makes you a better person. It makes you stronger. And every day, sometimes just rolling out of bed is a, is a challenge, right? <laughs> just getting up can be a challenge. And then the students at the academy, you are always pushing them to be their very, very best. And I tell parents that all the time. We are never going to grow complacent. We're never just going to kind of go through the motions. We're going to keep pushing these kids. Now, the, the, if there's any negative to that, it is that sometimes we push the kids a little too far. And what happens in today's culture and today's society, when kids are pushed a little further outside their comfort zone than they want to be, what do they end up doing? Quitting. Yeah. So I tell the parents, look, they're going to come to you and say, I don't want to do this anymore. When they do that, not if, but when, you come and talk to us. Because 99.9% .9 of the time is we push them outside their comfort zone and they just haven't developed those perseverance muscles enough yet to persevere and battle through. Because the worst thing a parent, teacher, trainer, mentor, educator, anybody can do for a child is give in. Give in. Give up. Not push them. Not make them work through it. Not help encourage them to battle through their adversities. Because if you allow them to, to develop that habit of quitting at an early age, that never stops. It becomes a foundational piece of who they are. That's why we talked about perseverance being one of the, the found, not, that's one of the black belt principles, but it's the foundation of everything we do to persevere and battle through adversities and challenges and things that scare you in order to move forward and be your very, very best. Because as Jim Rohn says, we all, we all suffer two types of pain, the pain of regret or the pain of discipline. The pain of regret weighs ounces. I'm sorry. The pain of discipline, I said it wrong. The pain of discipline weighs ounces, where the pain of regret weighs tons. In other words, put in that extra discipline. An ounce of discipline is going to save you a ton of regret later. Two types of pain, folks. The pain of regret or the pain of discipline. The pain of discipline weighs ounces. The pain of regret weighs tons. Think about it. Think of the regrets we have in life. The biggest regret kids are going to have if they're taught and conditioned to quit early and often, that's what they're going to do their whole life. And look at society today. I mean, think about it. I don't want to say we got a society of quitters, but right hook of reality, ugh, people are more apt to give up than they are to battle through. And that's a big essence of what we do at the Academy and what this podcast is all about. Get back up, live your best kick in life. All right, buddy, moving on. What's the next one, bud? Awesome. Punctuality. Punctuality is a sign of dependability, and it is a must for all instructors. Is punctuality so, punching someone and giving them a reality check? I do not <laughs> think so. Um, what is punctuality? It, it goes on a few different ways. One, uh, you have to be punctual in getting there on time uh, early and knowing what you're going to do, studying what you're going to go over in the class so you can be punctual. Um, and very in detail with all the instruction. Um, also, when, when you actually are instructing, whether it's martial arts or whatever the case may be, um, just being punctual kind of just means um, every kind of break it down. So a lot of times when, when we're doing techniques, you, you just have to break it down and figure out what uh, the, the problem or the habit that has been built up is, just breaking it down, being punctual. And, and my problem usually with punctuality is I talk too fast and then I don't um, be punctual with things. So I'll just ramble on a bunch of stuff. And I said the right words. I just didn't say them good enough or I didn't, um, well, punctuate the words. 
so no one understood what I was talking about. But if I break it down and show the example while I talk slowly and patiently and enthusiastically, um, while I explain it, then it usually helps a, a lot more. Um, and that can also be with making eye contact with the students so they know you're talking to you, high fives, all, all the different stuff like that. Wow, that was really deep, Austin, because you took it to a whole nother level of not only the way you uh, punctuate words, you know, talk to them, but I also took that as being punctual, not only dependable and on time, but showing up. Well, when you show up, you show up, meaning you're not just there where your shoes are, be there, where your feet are, be there. You are 100% there, and you're 100% there on time, but you are given everything you've got with uh, the, the techniques. Also with punctuality is you're not wasting other people's time, which is the most sacred commodity, by not fully being engaged, by not fully being there, by not fully giving your all, by not fully being prepared. That was fantastic, buddy. I don't know if you realize you're going that deep or not, but that was that was outstanding. And I don't know that a lot of folks would uh, 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 interpret it that way, but that that was that was fantastic. Not only being there, but truly being there and respecting up other people's time to give them all you got. Fantastic. And Larry Wignett, you know, has uh, become a pretty good friend too. And mm-hmm. I, I say I've got my right hook of reality. He's got like a master Chip Townsend round cook round kick of reality. <laughs> Man, he brings the hammer. And Master Chip Townsend's a good friend of mine, and he holds five different world records for breaking. Broke four baseball bats with one shin kick. <laughs> but anyway, Larry brings the hammer. I mean, some of his books are uh, uh, your, your Kids Are Your Own Dang Fault, You're, uh, you're Broken Stupid Because You Want to Be. <laughs> I mean, he brings the hammer, baby. Right hook reality. But his, one of his core values is, is punctuality, being on time. Because if you're late, you are uh, pretty much saying that you know what, my time is more important than your time. I'm more important than you are. That's, in his words, that's bull crap. <laughs> that is disrespecting somebody else. So be punctual. And when you're there, baby, be there and give it all you got. So good stuff. That's well, awesome. moving on down the line. And the last one is, is just kind of a, a recap. I mean, it's, it's almost a no-brainer, but it's on here just as a general reminder. Cleanliness. An instructor's uniform should be clean and pressed. Personal grooming should be never neglected should never be neglected so yeah yeah well and, and not only in instructors once again that gets back to uh, i think the punctuality when you show up show up when you're there be there 100 percent, mind body and spirit look your best and uh you know there's old saying when you look your best you'll feel your best right mm-hmm. i know there's a lot of days that um y- y- you get up you just don't feel it i know a lot of days i get up and i'm gonna work on my book all day and uh i'll get up and know some days i'll lounge around in the pajamas i tell you what some of those days that's extremely hard to really get moving if i don't get outside and do something show up 100 percent, then i'm not giving my very very best i say that as a reminder to myself but also to remind some others out there too you know there, and there's nothing wrong with days when you just lounge around because your body needs it you need to i know that i could probably i could probably benefit a lot more from having some more shutdown time than going a million miles an hour all the time but on the other side, when it's time to go, baby, it's time to go. So as a quick recap of the um, attributes and qualities of a great leader, mentor, teacher, instructor, or parent, we've got knowledge, enthusiasm, patience, compassion, understanding, helpfulness, punctuality, and cleanliness. So obviously that is just a very, very, very short list. We can add to that. But I think those kind of encompass and wrap up all the, you know, 
kind of attributes and qualities. Of course, if you've got some others that maybe you'd like to add to the list, add them to your list. Or, you know, send us a, reach out to us on our Facebook page. It's Kicking Life with Master Grogan, our Instagram page, our YouTube channel. Leave us feedback on not only the podcast, but on our video blogs and everything else. And every day, if you're not subscribed to our Facebook page and our Instagram page, it's Kicking Life with Master Grogan. Every single day starts off with something motivational, something empowering, something inspirational, something to help you live your best kick in life. Because as we know, and I've said it, I don't know how many times on this show, and I say it on every show, the world is not all sunshine and rainbows. It's going to kick your butt. Rocky says, mean, nasty, ugly place, I'll beat you to use and keep you there. If you let it, that's where we come in together. We're going to help empower you. And I do that stuff because I need it just as much, if not more than anybody else. And occasionally I'll get some knuckleheads online, the, you know, the, the, I don't know, I hate to call them haters. It's just who they are. And they'll say, well, it must be nice living in your world, but that ain't the real world. Well, you know what? You live in the world you choose to live in. You know, you choose to see gloom and doom every single day. Well, that's the world you're going to live in. You choose to see sunshine and rainbows. It's not going to happen every day, but you're going to have a better chance of doing it. Here, I got a question for you, Austin. Will a positive attitude help you accomplish anything? That's a tough one, isn't it? Anything? Anything. Will a positive attitude help you accomplish anything? Well, it'll help. You got a a positive attitude will help, but I think you got to devote yourself and and uh, do your best. Wow, that's a tough one. Folks at home, what do you think? Will a positive attitude help you accomplish anything? Now, this is often misconstrued, and I used to say it this way. But uh, as you know, I'm leaving next week to spend seven days with Tom Ziegler, which is Zig Ziegler's son. I'm getting my uh, Zig Ziegler legacy certification training in. It's uh, approximately 12 hours a day for, uh, well, it's, it's six days of training, but I'm staying there a seventh day to go to church where Zig Ziegler went to church. How cool is that? Very. So anyway, I used to say, hey, man, positive attitude, you can accomplish anything. You can do anything. Well, the truth be told, Shaquille O'Neal, those basketball fans, you know, he weighs, what, 350 pounds? He's a heck of a basketball player, a heck of a rebounder. But it doesn't matter how much of a positive attitude he has, he's not going to be the best ballerina or the best horse jockey, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I used to say, man, positive attitude, you can do anything. Here's the, here's the caveat. Here's the difference. A positive attitude will help you accomplish much, much more or anything more than a negative attitude ever will. I like that twist, huh? Yeah. If you have a negative attitude, you're already defeated. You've already defeated yourself. You're not going to ever make it. So positive mental attitude is extremely important. That's why I, we say to live uh, your best kick in life, to become your personal best. Become your personal best. What Shaquille O'Neal, just use him as an example again, his personal best. I mean, I, obviously basketball and uh, uh, whatever. He's a good announcer. He does a lot of good things for charity. That's his personal best, and I'm sure he wants to work on becoming better at that. My personal best is different. Your personal best is different. Austin's personal best is different. But helping you believe in yourself with a positive mental attitude to overcome those fears, to overcome that adversity, to battle through, to be your personal best at whatever that may be. So will a positive attitude help you do anything? No, but it'll help you do anything a lot better than a negative attitude ever will. You like that? I do. I did not see that coming. I, I was, well, and I used to always say, positive, and it is true. That's why I pumped that positive attitude. 
But you can't accomplish anything with a positive attitude. You can accomplish everything a lot better than with a negative attitude. So be positive. It's going to make it much better. Just think about it with uh, um, this something kind of getting close to the end here. And I, I knew this, but I read it the other day, and it really kind of hit home. You know, sometimes you'll hear or read or see something countless times, and it just kind of goes in and out. And another time, it really connects with you. Studies have been shown that most doctors, most surgeons, will not do an operation on somebody if they're not in the best frame of mind. If they're in a bad state or in a bad frame of mind, I mean, if it's emergency surgery, there's you know, not much they can do about that. But if you're going into a surgical procedure and there's, a, you know, there's always a risk of, of death or you know, uh, coma or anything else could come out of it, but if you're not in the right frame of mind, a good surgeon will wait and hold off on that surgery until you are because the chances of recovering, if you're in a poor state of mind or poor mental attitude, the chance of recovering aren't there as much as it is when you're in a positive state. And, of course, nobody's in a positive state going in for surgery. I get that. You're scared, you're nervous and fearful, and everything else is going through your mind. But if you're completely negative about it, research has shown those are the people that don't recover very well or recover at all going into it in a positive state, in a positive attitude, a positive mental attitude. Now, can you accomplish anything? No. You can accomplish a lot more than you can with a negative attitude. Woo! How was that, buddy? Awesome. All right. That's great. Austin, we're, we're right at the time there, baby. We, uh, I've been keeping the show usually between 30 and 45 minutes lately. Oh. Um, yeah, I started doing a little shorter, did some research, and found okay. out that's the prime time for um, uh, kind of the listeners of this type of show. So that's uh, kind of what we're going with. We went a little bit over, but uh, I mean, we used to go an hour for every show yeah, now. Ex- but, okay. uh, yeah, we'll give them the quick uh, right hooks here and there, but keep them engaged, be enthusiastic, and uh, not drag it out any longer than it needs to be because we want to be punctual people's time, right? Oh, man. <laughs> like I had to tie that in. So, Austin, what would you think of this list? I love it. That, that was that was very helpful and, and cool, and that can definitely help me uh, looking over this before I go out and teach class. Or so, make sure I'm doing I got, I got a question for you, Austin, and folks, I got a question for you. How many of these things on this list do you personally possess? It can be all of it if you have a positive attitude. Positive male attitude, yeah, you're right. Well, it was a trick question, buddy. It was a total trick question. Oh. You possess every single one of these because if you did not, you would not be leading our classes at the academy. That's tr- <laughs> yeah. I know. It was a setup because you want to be humble and say, well, I think I've got all of them, but maybe right. I could. And we could all improve on all of these. Absolutely. We know them. Acknowledge it that we could always be better. We're always striving for our personal best each and every day, trying to become our very, very best. But the fact is, if you were lacking in any of those, you would not be teaching our academy. I am not going to put somebody out there that does not have the attributes and qualities of a great leader, instructor, or mentor, or teacher in front of the kids and talking to the parents. Why? Because if you set a poor example, what kind of example are the kids going to follow? Or what kind of, what kind of example are they going to set for somebody else? So you set a poor example for our TNT, our teacher in training, by not giving it your best, by not showing up on time, by not being clean, by not being understanding or compassionate or patient or enthusiastic or having the knowledge to even do what you're supposed to do, then what are they going to do? Because kids learn. They learn more of, <laughs> of what we, we, we would wish they didn't than they do what we wish they did, right? Oh, yeah. They seem to pick up on the bad habits. Just like we started the show off with a mom, you know, the little girl knowing when the mom slammed on the brakes in traffic, automatically she was in condition to start calling people stupid idiots and 
crazy and this and that. And the mom's like, oh, <laughs> because the kids pick up on that stuff, right? The same thing. Just like we're conditioned, we hold the door, we say please, we say thank you. Like on the way in here today, that poor Amazon delivery guy had his hands full. Instinctively, what did we do? Shut the door. We, we helped him, him shut the door. Yeah. And the guy looked at us like we had three heads. He's like, oh, man, thank you very much. Well, you're welcome, buddy. We're all trying to help each other here. But just on the other side of that, if you haven't conditioned yourself to instinctively do that, you're not going to. Just like saying please and thank you. Uh, that, that's one of the things that always drives me nuts with, uh, well, it's even adults. I say, hey, man, what'd you forget? Oh, thank you. That, that, that's it? Oh, I forgot. Well, you forgot because you're not doing it enough, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Boom, right hook. All right, buddy. Well, we got to wrap this thing up. Awesome. Thank you so very much for being on the show. I and, love it. Thank you. I know it's it. me. So I get, I get so nervous before I come up, come up and, and, and get out here. But midway through and, and right before I leave, I, I just feel so good smiling. And I hope I helped. We helped some people with their with their weeks. Uh, you did, buddy. You're awesome. And I, I, you know, I've shared with you before, I get nervous too. I've only done 122 of these things and uh, how many video blogs and speeches and everything else. I still get nervous because you get nervous because you care and you want to do your very, very best. You want to bring it. And, you know, time, sacred commodity. We want to give people uh, their, their time's worth, their money's worth, right? Uh, yes, we do. Any closing remarks, buddy? Thank you, everybody, so very much, and enjoy your week, and hopefully I'll be on here and get to talk to you soon. But God bless you, God bless your loved ones, and have a great day. You're awesome, Austin. Yes, you're welcome anytime, buddy. I love having you, and I love spending time with you. Folks, thank you so very much for time out of, taking time out of your busy day. As a reminder, download our previous podcast. We can be found uh, anywhere, anywhere in the world that podcasts are available. Did you know that? Anywhere in the world? I'm pretty excited about that. That's so, exciting. Yeah. yeah I didn't... iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or any podcast app. We're available online, uh, the three W's, www.kickinglifepodcast.com. Like I said, we got 122 of these babies out there, episodes. Check them out. Make sure you check out the Facebook page, Kicking Life with Master Grogan, and our Instagram page. We're closing in on 6,000 followers on Instagram. I know. It was a slow start there because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But now we're moving along in the right direction. That baby continues to build as well. And once again, every day starts with something positive, inspirational, motivational to help give you that extra kick to live your best kick in life. I love you. I really do. You took time out of your day. I'm going to give you all my heart and everything I've got to help you live your best kick in life, to help you enjoy the show and help you share that love with others. So I love you. God loves you. Share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.